What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mallory, the chosen one, but I'm still down to have a little fun. This is the Yahweh or Yahweh podcast, a safe space to have conversation without condemnation for our generation. Welcome back to my channel, y'all. So it's been a whole week, since no, two weeks since I seen y'all. We did not get to film the last episode due to inclement weather and due to it being my birthday. So I am now 27, y'all. I took a trip to Tampa. We had a good old time, me and my friend Dominique. Um, y'all seen my friend Dominique before. She was in the New Year's episode. It was a no fears, no tears episode for the new year. And me and her, we had so much fun, y'all. So let me give y'all a little recap about Tampa. Tampa was a blast. Tampa was a breeze. So Tampa, I'm still getting over Tampa. Tampa has my heart. Tampa owes me nothing because we did so much stuff. Like, we had so much fun. The food was good. So, I started this tradition, y'all, that I wanted to go to a different part of Florida every February just because of how inclement the weather is around my birthday. I hate being cold. So, I started this tradition last year. So, I went to Fort Lauderdale. And then um, this year, I was like, I'm going to Tampa. And then next year, if I got a little boo, I may go to Orlando, go to Disneyland or something, Disney World, whichever one out there. But we had a good old time in Tampa. So, what did we do? We got on this little boat, y'all. My picture's so fine. I don't never shout out my personal Instagram, but y'all gotta go see this Instagram. My cameraman gonna put it up here. You gotta go to Dopest Eye Future because I served the kids, baby. We were serving looks and we were serving Jesus. When I tell you them pictures so fine, y'all wouldn't mess with me. So anyway, so what did we do in Tampa? So we was on a boat, y'all. We was lit. We did a spa day at the Hard Rock Tampa. That's like the little casino and hotel. When I tell you this hotel is so big, by the time we got there, okay, so we booked 50 minute massages. We got to Tampa at the hotel at the Hard Rock. It was the biggest hotel I've ever seen. First of all, they need to refund my money because by the time we got to the spa, we had 15 more minutes in the massage and we booked 50 minute massages. I was like, I'm glad y'all got amenities. But anyway, they had like a jacuzzi. They had like a sauna room, a steam room. It was The pictures were beautiful. Like they really didn't serve the place justice. Like it was so relaxing. We took a whole little nappy nap. They had snacks. We was at the spa for six hours. So... Like I said, we got there late so that we only got to enjoy 15 minutes out of the 50 minutes that we booked. And when I tell you it was the best massage ever, it was literally the best massage ever. So we had a good old time. So what else did we do? We did the boat. We did massages. We, um... We ate. We ate everywhere. We had the best beer tacos. We did. We went to the beach for a little second. We ate on the boardwalk. Y'all, it was so fun. I'm going to show y'all with some little stuff I got, though. So every time I go to, like, a different place, like, I try to get a keychain. I don't know if y'all can see this, but it says Tampa, Florida. It's super cute. I'm trying to show y'all. I feel like this is what you're supposed to do when you show, like, the little influencers be doing. But anyway, I got a keychain. I got some shot glasses because you know what I mean. I had to get a set. It's like two of them. So it's some dolphins on them because they have like little dolphin tours there. That's the one thing we didn't do though. Oh my God, y'all. And this reminded me. So flamingos on this shot glass, they're super cute. So we went to the aquarium. I love the aquarium. Y'all, the aquarium was so beautiful. I literally cried. Like I was on my I was on my friend's story. She was like, this girl is crying. I was, it was just so beautiful. Like my whole experience in Tampa was beautiful. There was a lot of tears because I'm a crybaby. I probably cried like 50 times on the trip, tears of joy, because the Lord was just so good to me. But anyway, this is my other shot glass. I thought this was cute. It's like a little prescription bottle. And if you know me, you know I used to be a pharmacy technician. I don't know if y'all can see that, but 
It's super cute. And it says prescription liquor, period. And it says, doctor, I'm drunk. Feel to the top with your beverage of choice. And it says, caution, side effects include the following. Slurred speech, impaired judgment, blurred vision, and excessive joy. When I tell y'all I had the joy of the Lord... And I'm glad there was the spirit that got me when I was on the spirits because I was drinking. Honey, we was lit. We had a good old time. And y'all, y'all should have saw me praising the Lord. Y'all should have saw me praising the Lord on my, um, I almost dropped the shot glasses, y'all. Anyway, I got a shirt this time, too. I'm going to show y'all the shirt. I was going to wear it on the episode, but I felt like that was too boring. But I'm going to wear it tonight just to remember Tampa because Tampa has my heart. So anyway, like I said, the joy of the Lord. I have never felt the joy of the Lord so strongly as I did on this birthday. Like normally I am obsessing, even though I obsessed a little bit over my birthday and how perfect I wanted it to be. Normally y'all like, I am like worrying about, oh, is so-and-so, so-and-so going to call me for my birthday? I did not care. Like I literally had the joy of the Lord. Like I was in the car praising the Lord. I was on Instagram praising the Lord. And I'm just so proud of myself because I would never put nothing like that. If you was to tell me that I would be on Instagram stories doing a whole praise shout jam session for Jesus, I would not believe you because I'll be like, no, nah. y'all, I was ugly crying on there. Like Kim Kardashian, y'all know how her ugly cry is. I was boo hooing and I was praising the Lord. We was praising young JC on Instagram. That stands for Jesus Christ. That's what I call him. That's my homie. So, anyway, I had a good time. I had really, I just felt so happy. I felt so blessed. I felt so loved. Even though I didn't get any, like, physical gifts for my birthday, nobody gave me, like, a physical gift for my birthday. I really feel like I had the gift of the joy of the Lord. Like, I'm glad I took myself to Tampa. Like, people, a couple people cash at me, but I didn't get a physical gift for my birthday. So, I might buy myself something nice. Because my birthday is not over. My birthday all month. And, yes, I am one of them people. My birthday and Black History Month, baby, we turn it up. And my mom's birthday at the end of the month, mm -mm, I'm, there's no sleep. There is no turning down. But anyway, speaking of the joy of the Lord, so the first time that I caught the Holy Spirit on this trip, we were actually in the parking lot, which probably contributed to why we were late to the spot. <laughs> we were in the parking lot, and we were playing Back to Eden. I think that's, um, that's actually my song of the episode. So I'm going to transition like that. So Back to Eden with Donald Lawrence and I don't know who this is, and Co. I don't know, but I feel like if you type in, Donald Donald Lawrence The Law of Confession That's the album It's called Back to Eden That song is so fire When I was in And it, there's just the way it starts It's like When God made man He made a spirit And it was his plan That we lived blessed The tempter came We were distracted The tempter came And we failed Because people are always like Well if we were to live In the will of God Why did she eat the apple Whatever whatever Like we were deemed To live a life That's beautiful A life that's full A life that's rich And plentiful It is my goal To remind you Of this principle Y'all gotta go Listen to that song That is the song Of the episode When I tell you I caught the Holy Spirit Cause let's get back To eating And live on top of the world. Like, go back to before we ever messed up. Go back to, because that's how God sees us. Like, he doesn't see us as mistakes. He doesn't see us as our sins. So I really, like, that was the first time that song ever resonated with me. And I just caught the Holy Spirit. And I was just in a whole jam Jesus fest. And then later that night, Honey, I was crying because we was listening to my Duddy Wine playlist with the Jamaican songs. And then somehow a gospel song got mixed up in there. And I said, oh. I'm glad the Holy Spirit got me before any other spirits got me of the world. So I had a good old time. But um, we had fun. Me and my friend, we definitely had fun. But 
So that was my song in the episode. Back to Eden. Please go check the episode out, y'all. So next, I'm going to do my daily devotional. So I told y'all this was going to be a quick little episode. So today that I'm potting, today is February the 8th. So February the 8th, what do we have? So y'all know my little book is called My God Today, and it's 365 devotionals for people who might be a little ratchet, but God knows your heart, and it's by Dr. Lori Elise Kroon. So today's devotional, so y'all know she starts off with a lyric every or every like devotional that she does. So it says, bring them out, bring them out, T.I. It says, have you ever been in a situation where you knew what you were supposed to be doing something that you weren't doing? Perhaps you are supposed to be writing a book that you haven't written. Maybe you have a great singing voice and you aren't and you are supposed to be using it. Maybe you have a great entrepreneurial mind, but all you do is go work for the man every day. Are you always counseling your friends and family, but won't go to school to become a licensed counselor? Do you know how to cook better than restaurants? Do you have God-given gifts that seem to be going to waste? Bring them out, bring them out. If God has placed gifts or ideas inside of you, why won't you bring them out? What excuses have you been holding on to in order to convince yourself that you can't do it right now? Did God say it's not time yet or did you say it's not time yet? Do you have fear of rejection or are you just too lazy to put in the work? Are you worried about how it's going to be possible? Pray and ask God to give you the proper strategy to get started and don't put it off, even if you know exactly how it's going to, even if you don't know exactly how it's going to work. And then she says, listen, I'm over here writing this book right now. Do you think I know exactly how it's going to get published and who going to pay for it? She said, LOL, I'm writing through though. These words were inside of me and finally I decided to bring them out. I know God will make the rest happen, period. And the referencing scripture is 2 Timothy um, chapter one, verses six through seven. So I encourage y'all to go read that on your own time. Cause like I said, I don't want to make this episode too long, but yeah, I totally feel that way. Like if you have gifts and talents inside of you, like God will make room for your gifts. God will make way for your talents. And even like this podcast, just being one of those things that resonated with me. So I really like that one for today because I was scared and I was like, I'm gonna just do it. I was like, I know I'm not the holiest, but that's why I named it Yahweh or Yahweh. I was like, we just going to do it, period. Because if God is placing something on the inside of you, like eventually it's going to be everywhere you turn and you're not going to be able to escape it because he will chase you down. If you have those gifts, you're going to have to bring them out, bring them out. So my next thing that I want to do, so it is Black History Month, y'all. We love a good Black History Month. Y'all, I, I love Black History. I'm black and I'm proud, period. So I got some Black History facts for y'all. So y'all might have seen this one circulating on the social media. So I'm going to do an old one and a new one. So the old one is, okay, so y'all know Hush Puppies. Whenever you go to a restaurant and you get those like little yummy fried cornbreads, it's like Hush Puppies. So basically, back in the day when slaves used to escape in the middle of the night, y'all know they used to send the dogs on us. Not the dogs. So, what the slaves used to do is, they'll ball up some cornbread and throw it to the dogs. Like, hush puppies. Period. That's why it's called hush puppies. I thought that was so cute. I learned that fact, like, two years ago, but it circulated again on my timeline. So, I just want to tell y'all. So... That's why they're called hush puppies. But I feel like we make everything be called something because we're too cool, even when we were slaves. So anyway, so the new fact that I have for Black History Month is um, I know the Grammys just happened. Uh, I actually only got to see bits and clips of it because I was on holiday in Tampa. But the thing is, my HBCU 
TSU. Shout out to them. TSU is the first HBCU band to not only be nominated for a Grammy, but they won a whole Grammy for their gospel album. And that is something that is so lit. And I just had to shout them out, even if I went there for one semester. Y'all made an impression on me. It was the Fried Chicken Wednesdays for me. Not Fried Chicken Friday. What was it? Fried Chicken Wednesday. Okay, yeah. It was that for me. And and that's when I cut my hair. Oh, my HBCU era was something. Because that's when I did that big chop. That was before the locks, baby. I was rocking that fro. We was outside, period. But those are my black history facts. If y'all have any black history facts, please send them to me. We're going to be talking about black history all month. I love a good black history. So, y'all, the next thing I want to talk about, um, we are about to do a heavy shift. We are about to do a heavy pivot. I know um, Tyree Nichols has been like a trending topic. Tyree Nichols has been a headliner as far as news goes. Just about like on every news outlet, media outlet that you can find these days. Um and I knew him personally, and I took this really hard. So if you've ever followed me on social media or you know me in real life, you know I really care about, like, black issues. Like, black people are my life. I love black people. Like, and I really feel like we should have unity when it comes to situations such as these. Um, this one really hurt me, though. Uh, not because the... There's a lot of different intricacies that you could go with it, but... It really hurt me not only because I knew him and knew he was a great person. And I said this time and time again um, that you can we don't have to justify us being good people because nobody deserves police brutality. Um, he was a light in this world. I met him at summer camp and I met him through different um outlets through like photography sessions and stuff like photographers gathering around through Memphis and stuff like that so I've seen him a couple times and he was just so nice and when I say he really didn't deserve nothing like that I promise y'all this is like so heartbreaking and I'm gonna try to get through this and not cry so because I've cried my tears I went to therapy about it because I was really having a hard time I guess it was some kind of survivor's guilt or some kind of remorse that I was feeling because I actually protested and I marched for people that I didn't know like I was out there for Sandra Bland we were out there for George Floyd we were out there for like other hashtags of the say your say his name movement or say her name movement and the thing that really messed me up is that I didn't go march for my friend. So the reason I didn't, um, I felt like I couldn't promise peace because that's the one thing that his mom asked for. That's the one thing that his family asked for is that we protest, but we protest peacefully. So it was something for me to where like I just couldn't promise peace because I was angry I was angered and I literally had to book a therapy session and she was just like your grief doesn't have to be this grand gesture she was like you can grieve in your own way she was like maybe dedicate like some time in your podcast for him like and just find healthy and positive ways to overcome this and she I've always known y'all about the five stages of grief but her telling it to me again really helped me because like I was like at the I can't believe this is happening stage like I literally had to book a immediate therapy session because I didn't know like I was crying on social media I ain't never cried on social media y'all so I know this impacted me like really bad but he was just an amazing person and that's so crazy and it's like a full circle moment because he always said 
oh, I just want people to know my name. And for you to, wow. And it's just, y'all, it blew my mind. Like, and everybody knows about you, but you're not even here to see it. Like, he wanted people to know him for his photography. He wanted people to know how good of a person he was, like, that he was a great dad, stuff like that. Like, I didn't never think in a million years, like, we would be seeing your name like that and like seeing these images of you like beaten like to death and that's crazy and the magnitude of it hurt worse when we find out that it was black officers that did it so that really hurt me especially with black history coming up because it's like dang you kind of expect that from the white officers because we've seen it time and time again throughout history but when it surfaced that it was black men that did that and that hurt me, y'all. That hurt me so deep because I I love me some black men. That that hurts because it, and 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 I'm just glad that it didn't take this instance of somebody I knew for me to start caring about issues like that. That would have really tore me up. Like if I never went outside and rallied, if I never cared about anything, and I was like in my own little self unawareness bubble, like y'all, this this would have tore me down. I would have been at Lakeside, like for real, like because I I was sad that I didn't even go protest. So if I would have just now started caring just because of the fact that I knew somebody that this happened to, that would have tore me up. But I went to therapy and she gave me, because I was feeling sad, I was feeling depressed, and she gave me just some tips. She was like, what can I do positive to honor his memory? Make sure you express it in a healthy way, like have different outlets like my podcast. So I was like, I'm going to um, say something about him. And she was like, it's okay that you're hurting. Um, this time will require self-care. Just make sure you're, um, even if you do have to get on social media, because she knows I have a platform, she was like, make sure you block like certain hashtags, do like certain filters and stuff like that. And then... Um, she was like, you're not, it's not that you're working to forget him. You're working to be at peace. And she was like, make sure I'm being intentional. Make sure I'm journaling, having healthy distractions because y'all know I like to drink. So I didn't want my drinking habits to like show up through this in a negative way. So she was like, just change negative thinking to positive thinking. Like this sucks, but I'm going to be okay. So, um, she gave me this really good quote and then I'm going to, um, lead into some questions that I want my cameraman to ask me. So she told me, cause I felt sad. I feel like, oh my God. And this was all before my birthday. I was like, I have my birthday to look forward to and I'm going to make sure I celebrate that in his honor. So she was like, cause at first I was like, oh my God, this is so terrible. Like, how can I move on from this? Like, I just want to be so many days away from this incident. And she was like, um, cause I, I actually, felt like if I'm honest I actually felt kind of like I didn't want to be here no more because I was like dang we are doing this to ourselves and she was like um she was like the living have to live when it comes to grief we can't say this is the end of me because it was the end for you because he would want you to live on and I just thought that was so beautiful. And she was just telling me that grieving doesn't require a grand gesture. It doesn't mean that I loved him any less. She said, do what feels good to you and do something that means something to you. So this means something to me. My podcast means something to me. And I just want to take like a brief, maybe 15, 10 to 15 seconds silence as I just show some pictures of how great he was. I'm not going to show the pictures of like the end result, but I just want y'all to see the pictures of him and I'm gonna put them on the screen and I'm gonna just do like a 10 second silence Okay, 
So, my cameraman, he's going to ask me some questions off screen. And this is going to be kind of like a second therapy session for me. So, he prepared some questions and he's just going to ask me, is your mic on? Good. Okay, can you hear yourself? How you doing, friend? Uh, friend, I'm toe up right now. I see. I see. <laughs> I, see. I, see. I see. I see. It's all on your face. Oh, God. But let me ask you this. So, knowing that you knew Tyree Nichols personally, so truly, how did this situation make you feel? Mm. It made me feel... Oh, it made me feel depressed. It made me feel sad. It made me feel angry because when have we ever seen something like this happen? Like, I was angry because I was like, Oh, wow. I didn't expect it to be us on the other side of these photos. But also, as time goes on, I'm not sure how much information will be out by now, um, by the time this airs. But there's other officers that are being coming forth, being accused. There are EMTs that are being fired, stuff like that. It made me feel like we're not making any progress, if I'm honest. It made me feel like, when does this end? It made me feel like... When is enough going to be enough with police brutality? So that's how it made me feel. So through this entire situation, we've got to remain positive. You know, yeah. got to process grief. So can you tell me about some ways that you're processing grief in a positive way? <clears throat> well, going to Tampa really helped a lot just to kind of get out of the city and like get away from everything and to kind of take a break. Um, like sh my therapist told me to make sure I'm journaling. So that's been something positive that I've been doing. Um, this is helping right now. Like even this moment that we're in just potting and talking about it, um, making sure I'm calling on my friends. I've had friends come over and support me. We cried, laughed, did everything. Um, I made like little cute signs for him, like on my little dry erase board. I like, okay, so like whenever you go protesting, you always can make a sign on like a poster board. So I did my own little sign in the house because I didn't want to go out there because it's real. It's the atmosphere of protesting is really like if you see somebody like finna turn up and get crazy, like you bring them back down. And the way I felt angry, I was like, ain't nobody going to be able to bring me down. So, but I wasn't going to be on no let's break stuff, but I was mad. Like, ah, <laughs> like, so I didn't know what to do with that anger. So the thing that I'm doing positively is just journaling, making sure I'm doing self-care, like getting massages, taking bubble baths and just praying about it really. Um, Cause I really feel like that's the only thing that's going to overcome these feelings. So, yeah. So with everything going on in the city, you know, how did it shock the community of Memphis. Man, it shocked everybody. When I tell you it shocked Memphis so hard that it shocked every other state, every other, even overseas. Like, people were protesting. Like, this was, mm, this was monumental. And when he says things like, when he told me, he just wanted people to know his name. And I said on another episode, um, and it was just so crazy watching the funeral um, I said on another episode about how Tabitha Brown said she truly believes that people are sent here on assignment and how before God sends you here, he shows you your life and you say yes to the assignment. And when his mom said at that funeral that she truly believes that her son was sent here on assignment, and his assignment is done. I was like, wow, that was a full circle moment for me to have heard that weeks before she said that and it was just crazy i feel like it shocked everybody it we've never seen something like this and i feel like 
it was devastating, especially to our community. It was a big blow, and it just wasn't how Memphis should be shown in the public eye. So that's how I feel. So, you know, there's so much that happens in the city of Memphis, so much that goes on. You know, we're currently in Black History Month. Yeah. And so how do you think that this will bring together us as a community and us as a race Knowing that everything that we've experienced, everything with Martin Luther King, yeah. some of the things that were going on there. So how does this bring us together as a race and a community? Oh, wow. That's a good question. <laughs> I think it brings us together in a way of solidarity, um, in a way of wanting to move forward with hope and wanting to move forward with change. Um, it brings us together because it could be anybody. It could be your brother, your cousin, your dad. Anyway, your friend, it could be anybody next. So I feel like it brings us together not only in a way of grieving, but it brings us together in a way of solidarity and a hope for change and wanting to see the culture of policing change. Because at this point, it's not even about race anymore. And that was the crazy thing. So, And I knew that internet trolls would get online and they would say stuff like, oh, are they going to march for this one? Because it wasn't white people doing it this time. I am so glad those people got out there and still did that. That because I really wanted to go and I just couldn't I couldn't because I didn't want to be the one the, the bad apple so I'm so glad that it's bringing people together and it's making us have those conversations those hard conversations that people honestly don't have until stuff like this happens so that's what I think is going to be the positive change um I really am sad that this had to happen to my friend um, I am still processing it. I am still grieving, and I know I'll have my moments, but I just thank God that change is going to come. And with it being Black History Month, I feel like we've said that time and time again, but with it being Black History Month, we're going to make it, and things are going to get better because there's no way that it can stay the same after instances, time and time again, instances like this. Like, at this point, if they don't change these laws, if they don't start getting on these police officers and, like, Getting on them, like, cracking down, we'll never see change. Like, we're going to have to do something different. So, I feel like that's the least they could do for Black History Month. Like, that's the least y'all could do. Like, because if this keeps happening, it's going to be bloodshed on y'all hands. And y'all not going to be able to sleep at night. So, thank you for asking me those questions. I feel better talk about it. Absolutely. That's what we got to do. We got to talk about it. Period. So, y'all, sorry to end the episode on such a somber note. But I'm going to pray us out, and we're going to pray for better days. So, all hearts clear. (sighs) Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up this morning, God. Thank you for letting me see another year, Father God. Thank you for another trip around the sun. Father God, I ask in your name right now, Father God, that you touch the people in legislation, Father God, that you touch the people that make the laws, that you touch the people in the police force, Father God, and let them have empathy and compassion when it comes to just all of the things that they do, Father God, Whether when it comes to citizens and civilians. Father God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for change to come. Lord, I ask that you sing your favor to all of your children, Father God. Sing your protection, your hedge of protection around us, Father Father God, Lord, I pray right now that you help us deal with this as a community and you help us move forward. And I pray that 
all of the truth comes to the light father god i pray that everybody is brought to justice lord i pray right now for tyree's mom father god i ask that you give her strength in the midnight hour father god lord we know that topics change every day in the news but they lost somebody father god we lost somebody father god i lost somebody father god so god i'm just asking that you send her comfort that you send her his dad comfort you send his sister comfort everybody that called him a friend everybody that were, was close to him father god i just ask that you give us comfort and you help us deal with our grief in a positive way and that you help us move forward and know that life is very fragile and god i just pray right now in the name of jesus that you sing your protection around every every person not just black people father god but every single person that has an encounter with the police touch their hearts and let them become filled with your holy ghost father god as far as the laws go so god i just pray right now in the name of jesus that you continue to edify us you continue to bless us and that with each day we gain that we move forward towards change in jesus name i pray amen so thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode make sure y'all subscribe make sure you like and share this channel and i'm gonna see y'all next week peace out <laughs>